these models allow us to run seamlessly on pixel devices, ensuring that users experience the benefits of AI without sacrificing the battery life or performance. Welcome to the Made by Google podcast, where we meet the people who work on the Google products you love. Here's your host, Rashid Finch. Today, we're talking about Tensor G3, the chip that powers all the AI magic on Pixel 8 Pro and Pixel 8. Our guest is Director of Product Management, Prasad Modali. This is the Made by Google podcast. Prasad, welcome to the Made by Google podcast. It's great to have you. You are a Director of Product Management for Silicon. So what is it you do all day? First of all, thank you, Rashid, for having me. My job in two words is research prefetch. What this means is I have a small team focusing on understanding what AI research is happening in Google in the areas that are relevant for the Pixel users, and then work with the research teams to prefetch, prototype, and land these in meaningful use cases on Pixel phone. It's highly cross-functional and very collaborative across silicon software, Pixel teams, research teams, and other product management teams across Google. It's also uh, thoroughly satisfying taking these kind of ideas all the way from initial research to ultimately landing as a product feature. That to me is uh, incredibly satisfying. I've been doing this for the past five years, pushing the boundaries on on-device machine learning and bringing the latest in Google AI research directly to our newest uh, Pixel devices. Now, longtime listeners of the Made by Google podcast know that we sometimes go into our internal directory and see the personal mission statement that all Googlers have there. Yours is land Google AI innovations into Tensor Silicon, which obviously uh, makes sense after what you just said. So that means you work on one hand with the Silicon folks and on one hand with the research folks. Are you sort of a bridge between the two? Is that fair to say? Absolutely. That's a great way to uh, say it. In fact, in my previous life, I was a chip designer and a chip architect. Uh, doing chips, I think, without knowing exactly where they will be used and how they will be used is uh, very different than being part of Google. It gives me this unique opportunity to understand the user journeys much better while we define the future silicon. This really allows us to optimize for more meaningful experiences rather than some very specific speeds and feeds. This is a journey we've been betting on AI and machine learning. That's the center of everything we do on the Tensor processor. Today, our partnership with research is stronger than ever, collaborating far in advance on each Tensor deployment to source new optimizations. I really credit uh, this relationship to thousands of researchers across Google Research, Google DeepMind, pulling these innovative experiences uh, on device. I think doing a lot of these things in server or cloud is one thing because mm -hmm. we have infinite amount of uh, compute resources and uh, not to mention the power, you know, amount of power it takes to do these things. Bringing these into low power handheld devices is incredibly challenging. That is something, you know, we co-optimize, co-design together with the research teams. But in the context of the user journeys, how the, where are we, what kind of use cases we are bringing and how are we improving the silicon overall for these use cases in a you know, power efficient manner. So that's really the trick in all this. Google research actually helps us place bets on forward looking AI technologies and workloads. Together with them, we are tirelessly refining the AI models and uh, these models allow us to run seamlessly on pixel devices ensuring that users experience the benefits of AI without 
sacrificing the battery life uh, or performance. This is a highly collaborative effort, and it allows us to bring the latest AI advancements, including generative AI capabilities. Now, Prasad, the latest and greatest is Tensor G3 in Pixel 8 Pro and Pixel 8. What is better with Tensor G3 compared to its predecessor, Tensor G2? Basically, we have upgraded all the major subsystems to help push the boundaries of what's possible on a mobile device with machine learning and AI on Tensor G3. We got the latest ARM CPUs, we upgraded the GPU, we upgraded the camera hardware, we upgraded the DSP, and we, of course, advanced the next generation uh, TPU machine learning acceleration. And does that mean then that a few years ago, you already needed to have some sort of insight that maybe generative AI would be a thing somewhere in 2023, just to make sure that the Tensor G3 chip that came out this year was suitable for the task? I think the way we thought of is on-device ML compute is super important. So we invested heavily on on-device ML compute. And then increasing the pipe to the external memory is very important. We made sure that we have enough memory on the device, access to the memory in the system. Uh, these are the sort of things that we need to do in order to make sure that the large generative AI models will run well. One example I can give that kind of pushed the envelope for us previously is uh, speech research. We've been working a lot with speech researchers on bringing larger and larger speech models onto the device. A lot of the learnings we got from landing speech recognition technologies on device are really helpful, you know, creating a nice preparation for a landing generative AI. I'll give you a couple of interesting uh, data points. When we compare to our first generation tensor that came out in Pixel 6, mm -hmm. our latest phone runs more than twice the number of machine learning models on the, on the chip. Uh, that's pretty incredible given that it was literally two years ago we yeah. launched the first generation chip. Also on-device generative AI, this is roughly in some measures 150 times more complex than the most complex machine learning model that we deployed in last year's uh, Pixel 7, just a year ago. Wow. This speaks to the incredible amount of advances that are happening in AI and how we're able to bring them to the users uh, in a meaningful way on uh, Pixel 8. Uh, I guess there's these, more on the way when it comes to large language models, as we saw in the keynote in October, right? Absolutely. Uh, you'll see uh, feature drops coming on Pixel in the future. You'll hear things like recorder summarize and smart reply uh, in Gboard. Uh, you'll also see some imaging uh, capabilities uh, like Zoom Enhance. Yeah, I mean, everyone talks about the the enhanced meme now coming to life on, on Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro. So definitely we should talk about that. Now, you mentioned earlier, benchmarking is important, but maybe not in this synthetic way, but actually, you know, in a practical way. So what are some of the results you've seen with Tensor G3? For example, when it comes to speech and photos and videos, where, where it makes a difference? Yeah, I'll give you a few examples. Uh, we have been seeing a lot of good results everywhere across speech and language to photos and videos to audio and face unlock on, on the phone and so on and so forth. Uh, I will start with uh, TTS, which is text-to-speech on-device. For on-device text-to-speech, we are using the same model as uh, what we are using in our data center. Uh, this is just incredible, bringing these models to on-device. I actually spent a few hours a week 
either running or biking on my free time. I find uh, this read aloud feature that's available in the phone is super useful. It's part of the assistant feature that I could just turn it on and go for a run or a hike, and I can listen to uh, long form articles really nicely. The second example I would like to give is last year on a hike, I broke my hand, uh, right hand. And uh, I was having trouble typing uh, with a cast. And uh, it took me a bit, but then I realized, hey, we worked with our speech team and landed the best <laughs> speech recognition on device. So I, I started voice typing for literally everything I do, chat messages, documents, presentations, and so on. I still pretty much use uh, voice typing on my phone now, uh, starting with that. So Amazing. I think that's pretty incredible uh, where we got to from where we were before. Uh, in terms of video, we've been investing heavily in HDR plus and hard coding some of the algorithms on video. Google introduced uh, Super S Zoom on Pixel phones with Pixel 3 uh, so many years ago. Over time, it's only gotten better. For example, last year in Pixel 7, uh, we introduced uh, enhancements to Super S Zoom. It goes all the way beyond 28 Zoom. Mm-hmm. You can almost think of like an orchestra of multiple machine learning algorithms triggered at different ranges, zoom ranges. For example, once you hit 28 zoom, we turn on a new ML upscaler that includes a neural network to enhance the details of your photos. The more you zoom in, the more the telephoto camera leans into AI. Now, we are taking all these cool things uh, that Google has done on photography and moving them to videos by with TensorGear3. We bring great quality ML-based super resolution to zoom videos, letting you zoom in beyond the physical limits of the camera while capturing photos or videos in real time. I'm really looking forward to using this feature with my latest Pixel camera next time I go see Coldplay. Amazing. That should definitely be a great help for right? people f- filming in, uh, in a yeah, for sure. Imagine you don't have to worry so much about where you are sitting and you can really zoom into Chris Martin, for example, Yeah, here. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, and then we also have a lot of examples on audio magic eraser, you know, taking a video and cleaning up the unwanted sounds and noises. It's kind of similar in concept to magic eraser, except you remove, it works beautifully with the audio. We also have done significant enhancements with uh, G3 to bring much stronger face unlock uh, capability. And uh, with this, uh, we can do things like Google Wallet and banking app sign-ins with uh, Pixel 8. Amazing. And for people who are curious about Audio Magic Eraser, we of course had an episode about that specific topic earlier in the season in the Made by Google podcast. So go check that out if you want to know more about how that works, the Audio Magic Eraser on Pixel 8 Pro and Pixel 8. Now, Prasad, going back to to Tensor G3, what would you say it brings to the latest Pixel phones? I mean, it's it's of course it brings a lot of AI capabilities. Probably there are more examples of what it can do. Absolutely, so much. I'll give you a few examples and uh, talk them through with you. Uh, TensorShip powers everything Pixel does. It's not just about one experience. Many optimizations in camera pipeline. We built machine learning algorithms right into silicon. Uh, One example is the new live HDR. With this feature, we are able to deliver the highest dynamic range on photos and videos with the new ML-based video zoom capability. Uh, We also are introducing 
the first hardware capability for AV1 encode on uh, Pixel. This is a standards-based uh, encoder and decoder capability that will allow you to make video calls even better on Pixel, for example. For people who don't really understand what a codec does and what AV1 is, but if I understand it correctly, and you're the expert here, so you'll correct me if I say anything weird, but AV1 would help you get great video and audio quality even when you have low bandwidth, for example. You can still have a decent video call. Absolutely. You have to uh, think of this in basically, if you send the raw bits of video across the internet, you're choking up the pipelines with the amount of bits you're sending. So you generally do a compression of the video. And there are several standards uh, for compressing the video and uh, decompressing the video. And AV1 is one such standard that recently has come up. Generally speaking, these codecs, uh, they generally support a decode function in the beginning and then ultimately go into encode function. But having the encode function on the device significantly helps uh, in things like video calls. That's amazing. Now, there are some features that you might find on other phones, but Pixel just does it better. And I'm wondering, does Tensor G3 play a role in that? Absolutely. So uh, one example I want to give you is the the Magic Eraser experience on Pixel. One of the things we have done in the last uh, year or so with uh, uh, optimizing on uh, Tensor G3 is that we have upped the ante on the complexity of the model that can erase uh, large areas uh, on the the photograph. So Mm -hmm. with this uh, complex model, uh, we are able to bring uh, that capability on Tensor G3. You're able to infill, if I may, basically, when you move a person or when you erase something, the, these algorithms help you cover much large surface areas. The end user experience is incredible with the ability to delete uh, larger areas in the photograph with the Magic Eraser. And that's something possible because Tensor G3 is capable of running much more complex AI and machine learning compared to to other chips out there. I think the way to think about this is that when we work with research teams, we work closely with these teams to simplify the server class algorithms and machine learning models in a way without compromising the quality to be able to run them in mobile conditions you know, battery operating uh, thermally constrained conditions. That allows us to optimize the algorithm in a way that is that can do meaningfully amazing quality on the device. Now, you mentioned when it comes to speech, uh, we run the same text-to-speech model on Tensor G3 as in the cloud, which is, you know, simple to say, much harder to pull off, of course. So I'm wondering, are there other things that come into play with the assistant? Of course, you know, text-to-speech, important there that help the assistant be better on a device with Tensor G3? I'm glad you asked that. Assistant has an improved uh, conversational experience uh, compared to where we were in the previous uh, Tensor chips. So with Tensor G3, we can actually now, the assistant can wait for you uh, patiently as you pause or use filler words. This is all powered by Google Speech Research ML models. What this means is that you can have pauses when you're talking to an assistant and the assistant can still understand how you naturally speak. You know, this is combining the Google's state-of-the-art speech recognition which are with the natural language capabilities. That's what is allowing us to bring these capabilities. Many of these features will eventually come to other Android phones. 
but you'll either get it first or just have a better experience on Tensor. I think when people think about a, a smartphone being more personal and helpful, they, they don't often think about the chip powering that phone. They maybe think about the software, but not about you know the chip that enables it all. So how exactly does Tensor G3 help with that? We see that Pixel is a phone with AI at the center. Uh, looking back to when Pixel first launched, it seemed like a radical concept to have AI-centric mobile computing. But with Pixel and Tensor, we found that it's the cleanest path to powering smartphone experiences that are helpful, simple, and personal. Tensor G3 brings more of Google's cutting-edge ML and AI to Pixel. You will see amazing features like I just talked about Audio Magic Eraser. You will see Best Take, next-generation call screening, generative AI features like Samurai. Tensor G3 helps bring Google AI to nearly every experience on Pixel, going beyond photos to video quality, audio, security. We just talked about speak at your own pace. Mm -hmm. We talked about uh, text-to-speech uh, being the same model that we use in the data centers, resulting in assistant read-aloud feature. We also are bringing generative AI on-device features that we announced in Made by Google event recently. Uh, smart replies in Gboard, recorder summarize capabilities, zoom enhance, coming to Pixel phones in the future feature drops. Now, Prasad, this is a question I've been dying to ask someone, and I think you, you might have the answer. I know many, many people were excited that we announced seven years of updates for Pixel 8 and, and Pixel 8 Pro. And again, that might be something where people think this is a software thing. But I'm wondering, does Tensor play a part in that decision and the ability to, to keep software updates so long in the future, until 2030, actually? Yeah, this was a huge commitment that conveys how dedicated Google is to building hardware that lasts. No right. other major smartphone brand currently offers level of support. So this comprehensive commitment was only possible with in-house silicon, with Tensor G3 chip, where we can chart our own path that far into the future. Like with our commitment to secure hardware in Tensor and Titan, this recent news helps demonstrate how serious we are about supporting users with sustainable and secure devices. Well, it's, it's one of the greatest announcements, even though there were so many, of course, during the, the Made by Google event. Now, Prasad, we always like to close with a top tip for our listeners on what to try with Tensor. There are a gazillion things they could do. I'm just wondering, what is perhaps your, your favorite feature where Tensor G3 makes the difference? What, what is something that uh, our, our listeners should try out as well? Tensor helps in many areas I just mentioned, but one that I hear from a lot of users is video quality on Pixel phones, plus amazingly clear pictures in low light conditions. I'm personally very happy to say that I'm the official photographer on our hikes. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, uh, we have uh, many uh, hiking opportunities in the, in the neighborhood here in Northern California. On Mount Whitney, for example, we catch the sunrise around the trail camp area and all my friends line up for the taking pictures with my latest pixel uh, using best take. My friends love this uh, feature and this has become a bit of a gaming activity. So we take multiple pictures, change the faces and change the heads in the pictures and we kind of create multiple output pictures, not just one picture. So while we started this feature thinking that people will use them 
to make sure everyone is looking into the camera, for example, and smiling. It turns out we are kind of gamifying this feature in some yeah. sense. That's, that's really uh, very interesting. And I, I love that aspect of it. Uh, with the generative AI, uh, Magic Eraser can now help you remove even larger distractions. I talked about it, mm -hmm. um, including shadows and objects attached to those distractions, resulting in a much higher quality photo. So look out for this feature. A couple of other important points on video quality. We have done a lot of effort, a lot of work on Tensor G3 to bring on pixel camera the most advanced machine learning from Google research building them right into the Google Tensor G3 chip. With G3's uh, cutting-edge computational photography and advanced image processing, your phone can now render more dynamic images, capture more details during zoom, and process sharper, higher-quality photos and videos. And I bet, Prasad, you are also looking forward to the feature drop that will bring that enhanced meme to life where Tensor G3 will help us zoom and zoom and zoom. Absolutely. This is... Uh, in my mind, magical feature. You should check out this fantastic uh, Zoom Enhanced feature that's coming out. And that's completely generative AI based. Amazing. Prasad, thank you so much for teaching us what is new with Tensor G3. And if you don't have any experience yet with Tensor G3, of course, you can only get that right now in Pixel 8 Pro and Pixel 8. Check out the Google Store if you want to get your own. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Thank you, Prasad. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Made by Google podcast. Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts to be the first to listen.